Thank you for joining our broadcast today at City Life Church. We would love to hear how God is using this ministry to change your life. So please take a moment to send us your story at info at citylifechurch.cc. And if God has used this ministry to touch you in any way, we want to encourage you to partner with us financially to help us to bring God's word to other people. You can go to our website at citylifechurch.cc to find the giving options that work best for you. We've got an encouraging word for you, and we pray that you lean in and engage as we head into the auditorium for today's message. I want to talk to you today, built for the storm. Built for the storm. You know, I started my week in Tennessee. I left here, got on a plane, went to Tennessee for some meetings. And um, when I went to Tennessee, I, I realized quickly that a storm was approaching. I, I really wasn't aware of that much when I left. The airport was full of people. And about midweek, I realized I needed to get home. I mean, it was, I mean, a storm was coming. I was watching, you know, and people were asking. So I, I had my flight scheduled. I was notified by Delta. I was no, notified by Delta that, um, that my flight had been canceled. So I jumped on and booked a flight to Orlando. About an hour later, that was canceled. I booked a flight to Daytona. That flight was canceled. I, I was going to drive, then I was notified that almost all of Georgia was out of gas. So I don't want to be stuck along the journey. So then I went to the airport and I said, anywhere in a hundred mile radius, help me. And they said, there's one seat left in Gainesville, Florida. I'd never even been to the airport in Gainesville. It's only about this big. <laughs> I landed in Gainesville about midnight, got a rental car, drove in, walked in the house. I said, no more fear, I am home. <laughs> and they laughed. The only one that seemed concerned was Macy, our dog. <laughs> Pastor Casey was already preparing. She had worked with Pastor Mike, already got a generator to the house, fired that generator up. <laughs> there she is right now. <laughs> I mean, got the essentials, flashlights, donuts, everything you need <laughs> to get through a hurricane. Tuna, you know, propane for the grill. We were ready. And uh, we, were, we were prepared. And like so many other, we were waiting. But you know, this week, because of the storm approaching, I heard so much about the storm. So I was taken to the Word of God, and I began to read from Genesis to Revelation about storms. In Genesis, we find a great storm covered the earth, and God preserved His people through an ark and gave them a promise of a new season. The psalmist would write over and over about storms. He would tell us about God being a shelter in a time of storm, how He hides us in his pavilion in a time of storm. All through the New Testament, we see that the people of God encountered storms. But you have to understand in the word of God, the word of God is there for preparation for the storm. And I'm not just talking about the storm that we endured last week as a hurricane or Hurricane Ian ravaged Florida. But I'm talking about the storms of life. Jesus began to talk to us in Matthew chapter 7 and he said this, Anyone who listens to my teaching and follows, there it is, listens and follows, he is wise like a person who builds a house on solid rock. Though the rain comes in torrents and floodwaters rise and the winds beat against that house, it won't collapse because it is built on bedrock. But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey, it is foolish. Like a person who builds a house on sand and when the rains and floods come and the winds beat against the house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. Here's the reality. Storms will come. 
Storms will come. If anybody told you that when you became a believer, you would never encounter a storm, they lied. At worst, they misinformed you or they were misinformed. Because all through the word of God, the people of God encountered storms. But it's the understanding of the word of God that we are built for the storm. And when you understand that storms will come, Matthew 5 verse 45 says this, it rains on the just and the unjust. Jesus told his disciples, we all encounter storms, but I'm giving you truth that will help you get through the storm. We all encounter storms, everyone in this room, but it's the storm that uses, God uses as a work in our life to build us and set us in alignment for his best. Now, here's what I do believe. Even if a storm is not God sent, it will be God used. Even if it's not his commissioning, it will be used because everything filters through the kingdom of God and nothing is ever wasted in the kingdom. Storms will come. But I also know this, storms are beyond my control. I had no ability to control the storm this week. I just had to prepare, I had to watch, and I had to realize I have no control over it. You have no control over the storms of life. And really when you try to control the storms of life, it's usually when you find yourself in trouble. When I try to manipulate and control where I'm walking and what I'm walking through, I usually find myself in trouble. We have no control over the storms of life. Matter of fact, Ecclesiastes chapter 8, verse 8 says, no one has power over the wind to contain it. Jesus said in the Gospels, he said, the wind goes wherever it, it desires. You have no control over it. You can't contain it. You can't guide it. We have no control over the storms in life. And many of you right now, because you are a control freak, you want to control the storms of life. And what happens is it, it, it literally works against you in what God is doing for you and through you. You have no control. Another thing is storms are unpredictable. Man, we thought it was coming to Tampa and it went to southwest Florida. We've seen storms before. I remember a few years ago we prepared, we were ready. And the storm went north and it was sunshine. But then there have been times when we did not realizing all of a sudden it shifted and hit us. Storms are unpredictable. They come when you least expect it. We don't always have a weatherman that says, next week, prepare. We don't always have somebody telling you, it's in the Caribbean, it's moving up through the Gulf, and you need to get ready in three days, that's going to be at your doorstep. No, sometimes storms just hit your life. Sometimes they rock your world, and they are unexpected. And Jesus began to tell his disciples, if you hear my words and do my words, if you hear my words and not only hear them, but begin to live them out, you are like a wise man and a wise woman who builds upon a bedrock that is founded sure. But he said, if you only hear the words and you're not doers, of my word, it's foolish because there will be storms that come your way and the rains will fall and the winds will blow and the waves will hiss and crash against you and eventually you will collapse but if you are built upon my word the rains may fall but you've got an umbrella the rains may come but you are covered, the things of life may hit your house but I want you to know you are protected, storms are unpredictable, they hit you at the least likely of times and usually the worst times I wasn't ready. I didn't see that coming. And they come in and hit us. They're not predictable. But I can prepare for the storm. I can be ready. Jesus said, if you build and you prepare upon my word. 
You know, Pastor Casey, she had it all worked out. She went and got a generator. Uh, she went and had a generator delivered. Pastor Mike brought gas over. We were ready. We got, we got flashlights. And I noticed these flashlights, we got them like in all assorted colors. I mean, it was cool. We had blue ones and black ones and green ones. I mean, they, these are some nice looking flashlights. I mean, our flashlights are color coordinated. We got a flashlight for every room in the house. We even got a miniature flashlight. It's like a pocket flashlight I saw. We had them all. I mean, we, we were ready. But, you know, I found out this flashlight is neat as it is. It has a cool grip on it. it. It's this nice color green. But, you know, this flashlight is only as good as its power source. Because this flashlight did not only come with a flashlight, this package, but it came with these three little batteries. And these batteries do not seem like much. They're little batteries. They're AA batteries. They're ultra-heavy-duty alkaline batteries. <laughs> But I found out that this flashlight, as good as it looks, as cool as the color is, it only works if it has power. So you can get prepared, but it's the power in your life that takes your preparation. It's the power of the Word of God that combats the enemy in your life and the storm that you will walk through. Matter of fact, look at your neighbor and say, you need the power. Look at your other neighbor, your second choice, and say, I've got the power. No, no, sing it like Brother Snap did. I got the power. I love that guy. Remember anybody old school remember that old hymn? That's on page 388 in the hymn book. No, it's not really. I'm just joking. I love Brother Snap. He was, he was good. But, but here's what you realize. When you realize you need the power because you can look like a flashlight, the Bible says you are the light of the world. It's not because you look churchy. It's not because you have it all together. It's not because you have the biggest Bible that you can find at the bookstore. It's not because you have a holy look. It's because there is a power within you and something that resides on the inside of you. And it's not contained to a church or a place. And when you understand, this is only good. I thought this was kind of cool. It needed three batteries, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. When you understand that you've got the power in your life, it causes you to be a light because storms will come and you can prepare. But the preparation is only as good as the power. I can prepare for the storm. But then when you understand I'm built for the storm, it didn't catch God off guard. I'm built for this. I'm built for this season. I've told you this before. When me and my brothers were young, we had a toy. It was not a doll because we didn't play with dolls. But it was called Stretch Armstrong. Anybody remember him? I mean, it was this, it was this rubberized figurine. And you could pull on this thing. You could, you could try, but you could not break it. And me and my brothers, we could tear up anything. But we could not break Stretch Armstrong. Why? He was built to stretch. And you ever understand that you're built for the storm. The season you're in did not catch God off guard. Where you're walking did not surprise the Father. It did not shake the kingdoms. Oh man, I lost sight of Aaron and he's going through a storm over here. I better get to work. No, nothing in the kingdom ever surprises God and nothing is ever wasted. And you were built for this season. God knew you would have to endure a worldwide pandemic. He knew we would have to live through a crazy election. He knew we would walk through the season we're walking. And he said, I loved you enough to build you for this season and you are going you may be stretched but you are not going to break come on somebody's being stretched right now but you've been built for this season somebody's having to battle through some things but you are built for this season God's got this I'm built for the storm so I said in Matthew 7 chapter verse 24 anyone who listens to my teaching and follow it 
is wise, like a person who builds on a solid rock. He said, here it is here. You can build for the storm. You can prepare. But then Jesus took us to a whole nother level. He said, I have peace in this storm. He said, I have peace in the storm. That's crazy. I have peace in a storm? Jesus told his disciples this. In John chapter 14, he said, These things I have spoken to you while being present with you. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives it, do I give it to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Here's what Jesus said. He said, I'm giving you words to build on. And right now, they're just going to seem like words. But one day, the Holy Spirit will arrive. And he won't be around you, but he will be in you. And the things I'm telling you, he will activate. Sometimes you get a word on Sunday morning, and it just, it's a good word. But on Wednesday, the Holy Spirit activates it. Because you need it on Wednesday because you're not surrounded by believers. There's no worship team. There's no greeter that tells you happy Sunday. There's no encouraging person beside you that says you've got the power. There's none of that. It's just you and the adversary of your soul. And you're encountering a storm in life. And all of a sudden the Holy Spirit reminds you that you are the head and not the tail. The Holy Spirit reminds you that you are blessed going in and you'll be blessed coming out. The Holy Spirit reminds you that we serve an alpha God and an omega God, a beginning God and an ending God. He always has the final word. We serve a God that is always high and lifted up. He never vacates his throne. A storm does not move him. So therefore, and Jesus said, I'm giving you peace. And the word that's used here is the word rivet. He said, I'm bolting it to your spirit. He said, not the way the world does it, gives it to you and it takes it away. But I'm giving you a peace that goes beyond understanding, that goes beyond your circumstance, that goes beyond just another good day or a bad day. But it's, it's deep. And you may not realize it now, but some of you will need this because, Peter, you'll have to be encouraged in a prison and this word's going to come back. You're going to have to be encouraged to sing at a midnight hour when all hope is lost. You're going to have to remember to fight the good fight of faith when you feel like you're losing. And that's what the Holy Spirit does for me. When I fall, it reminds me to get back up because he said a righteous man, he may fall seven times, but he will arise again. It tells me that my best is yet to come and my latter will be greater than my former. The Holy Spirit does that for me. He said, I have given you peace in the storm. You know, I I read an article a while back about two painters that were commissioned to paint a picture entitled Peace. The first one was given this commission and he was told what to do. The second one was given instruction. Then they were notified the one that wins and has the greatest picture of peace will be awarded $250,000. They were both being paid to paint, but the one that had the best image of what peace was would be given and awarded $250,000, and their picture would be displayed in a museum in New York City. The first one began to paint, and he painted a tranquil lake with beautiful sun glistening down on the lake, not a ripple on the lake. Beautiful blue water of a lake just shining. And on the other side of the lake, a, a little girl walking in a beautiful dress and a yellow balloon tied to her wrist, so tranquil. And it was a beautiful picture that would speak peace. The next artist, though, his picture was totally different. 
He painted a picture of a, of a great storm encountering a huge rock-like setting where trees were blown over and rains were falling and lightning was crashing. And then in that picture, he did something. He put a small little bird cleft in the rock in a nest, sleeping. This picture would win the contest because they said this is truly what peace is when you're going through a storm but you know you're in his hand. This is what peace truly is when you realize it's not based on where you're at or what you're walking through but it's based on the God that you serve. And some of you right now, it's not the hurricane that we experience but you're walking through something in your home. You're walking through something in your marriage. You're walking through something in your finances but God has you. The, ra the waters may rage and the winds may blow but you are cradled in his hand hand. Jesus began to talk to his disciples in Mark chapter 4. The Bible said he had been teaching on the kingdom, been teaching about principles and parables and things to live by, PowerPoint of how you can live an overcoming life and walk through this life victorious. He told them about sowing and reaping and living a powerful life. And it was one of the greatest messages and greatest illustrations and greatest revelations he had ever given them. And in Mark chapter 35, after he ends the teaching and church is over, he says this, at the evening, verse 35, Jesus said to his disciples, let's cross over to the other side of the lake. So they took Jesus in the boat and started out, leaving the crowds behind, although other boats followed. But soon a fierce storm came up. High waves were breaking into the boat, and it began to fill with water. Jesus was sleeping at the back of the boat with a head cushion. The disciples woke him up shouting, Teacher, don't you care we're going to drown? When Jesus woke, he rebuked the wind and said to the waves, Silence or peace, be still. Suddenly, I love that, suddenly the wind stopped. And there was a great calm. Then he asked them, why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? The disciples were absolutely terrified. Who is this man, they asked each other. Even the winds and waves obey him. Here's what happens. They're teaching. Jesus is talking to them about kingdom power, kingdom authority. Now remember, he already said, if you hear my words but do not live by my word." You live a shallow life that's built on shifting places. But he said, if you hear my words and you live by those words, you build on a bedrock. Watch what happens. Jesus is teaching. He's sharing about this kingdom authority and kingdom power. Now he says at the end of the lesson, get in the boat. We're going to the other side. Jesus gets in the boat with these disciples. They push out. There's other boats with him. Here, here's a revelation. All these boats were on the water that day, but Jesus was only in one of those boats. If you ever realize he's on your boat, it changes everything. The Bible said they were going across. I mean, it was smooth sailing. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, unexpected, unplanned, a storm arise. Now, these men knew what it was to live by the lake. Most of them made their living on that lake. These weren't just, you know, fishermen by hobby. These weren't guys that just strolled to the lake once a month or maybe once every couple of years. These are men that lived by this lake, grew up on the lake. They encountered it. It must have been a pretty great storm for these men to be fearful. The Bible said what was happening was the waves were rocking the boat. The rains were falling and the wind was coming. But here's the reality. They noticed that the water from the outside of the boat was getting on the inside of the boat.
And you have to understand, if too much of the outside gets on the inside, you will eventually sink. You have to guard yourself that too much of the outside contaminated stuff doesn't get on the inside of who you are because it will eventually take you out. And here's what happens. They realize too much water is getting in the boat. And they look around and say, where is Jesus? Because remember, as long as he was there, it was all right. But Jesus said, there's a helper coming. So when I'm not around, when you're not at City Life Church, you still know it's going to be all right. When you're not around a group of worshipers and it's just you and me, you still have faith to believe that there's a greater day. They look around and say, where's Jesus? Finally, one of them find him. Most Bible historians believe it was Peter. Because usually he's the only one that would talk to Jesus in a brash tone. And the Bible said they woke Jesus and said, are you crazy? We're about to drown and you're sleeping. You're taking a nap. Don't you care? We're about to drown. Jesus got up, wiped his eyes, looked at the storm and said, peace or silence. The Bible said the storm calmed down and then he looked at the disciples and said, where is your faith? I just told you about the kingdom you have. I just told you about authority you possess. I just told you about who you were. I just taught you a lesson about this kingdom we are living in. And then I declare we're going to the other side. He said, how did you lose your faith in the journey in one storm? Where is your faith? Now it's funny when we look at the disciples, but we're just like that. The first storm that comes our way, we want to throw in the towel. The first thing that rocks our marriage, we want to give up. The first time we have trouble with our finance, we think it's over. And he looked at them and says, where is your faith? Do you understand it? You will not only hear my words, but live by my words. There is victory for your life. And I've got a good word. There's an overcoming word for your life. There's something that will cause you to rise up in the midst of the storm and declare this is the day that the Lord hath made. I will rejoice. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Let the wind blow. Let the rain fall. I know in whom I serve. Come on, jump to your feet. Give him a praise today. Come on, he's a good guy. Come on, he's mighty, awesome in all of his ways. Come on, somebody's about to get through the storm. Somebody's about to make it to the other side. Look at your neighbor say, you've got the power. Say, that wasn't Brother Snap, that was the word. Now watch what happens. Watch what happens. There's always purpose on the other side of the storm. Because when they got to the other side, what happens is this. The enemy in a man that he had possessed tries to attack Jesus and come against him. Here's what you have to realize. Listen, this is revelation for somebody. The enemy knows when to come at you. And most of the time, that's when you've just come out of a storm because you're weak and anemic and you're just barely dragging. Not these disciples. They found out on the boat in a storm that there's a peace that goes beyond understanding. They found out on a storm in a boat that there's still power as long as Jesus is in the boat. They found out in a storm that even the storm has to submit to the voice of the kingdom. They found out on that boat as long as Jesus is in the boat and his spirit is with you, anything is possible. And they get out the other side. Listen to what happens. 
a man possessed by a demonia, a, a demon spirit comes at Jesus and Jesus breaks that spirit off of him and he is now free. And here's what happens. By the next time Jesus comes to that region, revival has hit the region. Could it be, now listen, could it be that there is something on the other side of the storm that you are being set? It's not a setback. You are being set up. Could it be that what God is doing in your life is greater than the present storm? It's greater than what the wind is doing to your vessel? It's greater than the rains that are falling on your story and in your life. Could it be that what's happening in your life is setting you up with a testimony so that when you walk out the other side, you will declare and look back at the storm, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. You hit me with your best shot, but I'm still here. You could not take me out because I'm more than an overcomer. You tried to destroy me, but it did not destroy me. It defined me. It allowed me to know that I am the head and not the tail, the first and not the last. I am a child of God. You fired up today. Here's what I do know. You can be a flashlight, but unless you have the batteries, you just look cool. But I, just, I don't want to just look cool and shiny and look like I got it together. I want to have the power to live an overcoming life. So when the storms do come, as they will come, there will be setbacks that you did not expect that you cannot control. But you look at the storm and say, oh, you can rage, but my God is greater. Mm. The winds can blow, but I know in whom I serve. I know the peace speaker. I know the one that controls the winds and the waves. The one that has already declared Let's go to the other side. Let's go to the other side. What he was doing is this, I believe. What he was just teaching them, he was about to demonstrate on the other side. And sometimes he teaches us in one season. He takes us through a hallway, and many times in the hallway we encounter a storm. But when we get through the hallway into the next season, it's where he demonstrates all that he taught. And some of you are getting ready to step into a season and onto a platform. And everything he's taught you in the last season and everything you walk through in the present season is going to be on display in the next season. Thank you again for joining us for today's broadcast. Our prayer is that it ministered to you and it changed your life. If there's anything we can pray with you about or God has used this ministry to touch you in any way, please send us an email to info at citylifechurch.cc. We want to invite you to be our guest at one of our Sunday or Wednesday worship experiences. And you can find our times and locations on our website at citylifechurch.cc. You can also download our City Life Church app on your smartphones or tablets for more online messages. It was great having you with us today, and we'll see you next time.